Hello, dear listener, I'm Dean Ardenfell, and this is The Corporation, the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. This episode is a fun one. It goes a little off the rails. Um, I first spoke with a genetic researcher who is doing some very surprising things, putting human parts onto vegetables. I'm not sure I ever got an answer as to why. Then I talked with the president of a cell phone company for kids, and there were a couple of revelations in that interview that I did not see coming. All in all, it's a bonkers 20 minutes, and I think you're going to love it. Before we get to the episode, though, I do want to read this great five-star review I got recently. If you'd like to have your review featured on a future episode, just go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review, and tell us your favorite corporation, CEO, legal loophole, whatever you like. This one actually comes from Facebook. This is from Noel, and he writes, The thought leadership Dean's guests bring to this podcast is peerless. Hogswood Cooper Media continuously proves how much of a disruptor they are with the various innovations they roll out year over year. IPO when? Question mark? Thanks, Noel. Oh, I couldn't agree more about the IPO. But I guess who needs an initial public offering when you're already an incredibly profitable organization, am I right? You see what I did there? Anyway, let's get into it, shall we? Hope you enjoyed this brand new episode of The Corporation. My first guest is the lead genetic researcher for Food Glut LLC. At that company, her unique genetically modified foods have been called by some a revelation and by others, gross ethical overreach. On weekends, she enjoys rollerblading on the mountain bike trails around her house. Please welcome Dr. Jane Tenterswell. Hi, Jean. Hi. Wow. It's great to have you here. Um, GMOs, genetically modified organisms, uh, relatively new fields, uh, and you're on the absolute bleeding edge of it, yeah? The bleeding edge. Yeah. Some real exciting innovations in food these days. We've got some innovations in food happening um, behind the scenes. I can't say too, too much about what we're working on right now, but basically, to give you every single detail, um, uh-huh. the FDA is not on board with this. No. Yeah. So, uh, w- I don't know if you're planning on distributing this. Uh, it is a public podcast, a publicly available podcast. Okay. But what can we do I have to... very, very few listeners. What can we do to change that? Um, I don't know. I guess I could put it behind some kind of a paywall. Paywall? Um, sure. But I mean, you've you in your own company, um, you've sort of been called reckless at times in terms of what you're doing with uh, DNA and genetically modified foods and, and sometimes animals. Um, how do you respond to that? And what kinds of things are you doing? Well, Dean, you know how you can, you know, these days choose the eye color that your baby's going to have, your unborn baby. Can you? You can, you can really do anything. I thought that was more of a... Uh, Gattaca type of situation. You can choose how many arms your baby has. Really? R- really? You anything? Anything? You say this possible. stuff like it's like it's a thing everyone knows. Are you uh, announcing this sort of thing? Or are you saying you know how this is the, the case? I'm not authorized to make any sort of okay. announcements. These are all these are all medical. These fields. are things you're working Me, on. Me, food, them, yes. medical. Okay, so in your food uh, GMO lab, you're not uh, creating three th- three armed human beings, for instance. Well, not arms per se. <laughs> But gotcha. have you ever wanted to eat a potato with 
I don't know if it's okay to say. Sure, here. sure. Uh, let's just call them ears. Like <laughs> human human ears? Like, yeah, like, human w- like ears. Like when they grew that human ear on the back of a mouse? Like that kind of thing? That kind of thing, except on a potato and on the front where the potato's <laughs> chest would be. Chest? I never thought of a potato as having a chest. A potato with boobs, Dean. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm trying to get at uh-huh. here. But you're not engineering boobs on them, just ears. That would be crazy. Oh. <laughs> ears was a euphemism. Oh, Do you know what that is? Okay, I see. I've never heard ears as euphemisms for, for breasts before. Are you French? Is, De- is, that, is Dean French? I don't know. Because I, I don't <laughs> think they have euphemisms in... Uh, in French culture. Okay, I know. I I'm was just, I didn't know if that was maybe no, why no, I you t- I see what it up is. on. No, no, I see. You're picking up on my general overall um, lack of knowledge about most things. Um, I was fairly sheltered, right, right. sheltered as a child. And that so explains it. If, if ears are uh, code for breasts, uh, I hadn't heard it. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you go ahead and drop the B word? <laughs> so, I mean, this is a question I know everyone's going to have, so I'm going to have to ask it. Large potato, normal-sized boobs. Small potato, small boobs. Well, it depends what you're into. <laughs> Sure. What are we into? <laughs> like if we're making that, what are we, we into? We are into giving people the products that they want, but they're too afraid to ask for. I see. That's our motto at Food Glut. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, humans are into all sorts of strange things they don't even realize until they get into it. Like I'm sure that's uh, the, the, the pornographic corners of the web are, are a testament to that, right? Oh my goodness. And we work very closely with uh, multiple pornographic I, I would imagine Retailers. you'd have to. I, me- I would imagine there would be very little market outside the porn industry for, for a potato with human breasts. Correct, correct. <laughs> and uh, it's been more than one time that I've found myself in a, a bank on the side of a road uh, with tape over my eyes and mouth. Wow. Why is that? Because you were trying to, what, um, do business? Listen, to what, I'm doing, mm. what I'm doing at Food Glut, yeah. and I'm saying I and not we because... Right. It's hard to, you know, get people on It's board. unsanctioned, really, yeah. It's, uh, sure, you could call it that. Mm-hmm. It's gotten me into a few pickles, yeah. if you will. And I'm not talking about the pickles with, you know. <laughs> I don't, actually. I'm assuming pickles, you know, in a GMO they, sense. I can't tell you what, I cannot tell you what's on them. Okay. I feel like I should move on because I, I sense that I'm making you uncomfortable. Okay, let's just say a euphemism. Mm. The pickles have boobs. Okay. And that's a euphemism for something else. Oh, okay. B- boobs equals... Ears equals boobs. Boobs equals something else. Bingo. Okay. How am I to know when we were talking about boobs on the potato earlier, whether you actually meant that or the other thing that it's code for? Because we don't make potatoes with ears, Dean. <laughs> and you would know that if you had visited our website. I, I am. I'm shocked, it's honestly. It's .gov, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Foodglut.gov. Okay. But you're putting it on a public website. Yeah. I mean, the internet is free. My son told me that. Yeah. Okay. That's the only, I, I don't know much about this kind of stuff, okay, but uh, gotcha. he, dinner table a couple years ago, he said, mom, the internet's free. Right. Okay, great. Um, all these unusual things you're doing to food. Um, Normal. Yeah. Are people eating this food or are they doing other things with it? Listen, Dean, that's none of my business. What <laughs> right. they're doing with the I food see. that we produce. Right. It, like, uh, you know, if you invent something for one thing and someone uses it for another, like, I don't know why, but there's a very specific uh, electric back massager that was invented for back massage that a lot of people don't use for back massage. Right? Really? You can't, be, you can't be held accountable for what people might do with something that was made for Tell one purpose. Tell me more about that after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, I will. Listen, um, like I'll I said, I've, I'm relatively sheltered, so I don't know a lot about it. But okay, well, we do provide recipes. We have a uh, food glut uh, recipe book hmm. that we include with uh, any purchase made from our lab, and people do purchase directly from our lab. We don't go through any other retailers. Okay, great. And so you know, we give recipes for cooking. We give recipes for other yeah things. And, th- and that's all on the website too. And I'm seeing, I'm looking at the website that's right, right now. That's right on the website. Yeah. I noticed that there's a key here. Ears equals boobs, right? And I'm, I won't say it, but there's, yeah, a, there's a whole key don't, don't, don't on say the what rest. equals what. So there's, you know, so it's a downloadable can, PDF. Yep. Free. The free. internet is free. free. Uh, you know, uh, this seems silly to even talk about. Um, because when you're, mu- when you're sort of mutating, you're playing with nature, you're sort of playing God a little bit, people tend to get, you know, fussy about that sort of thing. Sure. But uh, I would assume that if you're, uh, you know, bra- braiding that together with human DNA, then you're going to get a lot of like biological ethicists mad at you, right? Like, Oh, yes. How do, you, how, do you, how do you take on that? How do you take on those people who have a problem with that? Well, I will say we've been seeing incredibly high rates of breast cancer in our potatoes. Oh, no. Yeah. That is so far from the question I asked, but, <laughs> but it is interesting um, and, and concerning, That's I guess. the question I heard come out of your mouth. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if a potato has breast cancer... I mean, what is the long-term prognosis for a potato with breast cancer? Like, well, there are a couple options. <laughs> There's radiation. Oh, no. <laughs> Chemotherapy. So all the same things, basically. All the same all things. All the same yes. things we would do. It's a real like existential situation here talking to you. I I didn't expect when you said we put boobs on potatoes to be like faced with my own mortality like this. It's really. <laughs> Quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I end up on the side of the road with tape over my yeah. eyes and mouth. Yeah. More than once. More than like once. Like I said before. I, I mean, it's happened more than once. Do you want to elaborate on that or do you just want to leave it to uh, people's imagination? People don't like when their significant other purchases a potato hmm. with certain uh, human elements involved right. in it. And you can look in the key and see what human elements means. Okay, gotcha. Okay, uh, you oh. have the PDF right there. Oh, goodness. Okay, yeah. That's fascinating. Okay. So once or twice I've had, it's actually uh, mostly uh, the husband hmm. sees the wife ordering these, you know, potatoes, ears of corn, sure, uh, soybeans, what have you. Mm-hmm. They, come fr- they come to my home, which I leave unlocked. The internet is free. They come into my home. <laughs> what does that have to do with your house? Uh, you my leave your house like the internet. Yeah, my free. son my son told me I need to leave the house unlocked because okay. internet is free. It's a whole Google Home Interesting. situation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, they wow. just, they're not afraid to take me out of my bed in my sleep. Wow. So retro, you're getting retribution from uh, jealous or upset uh, spouses and such? Is that what it is? Right. Like what gets people so emotional in a partnership when one person brings home a, a cucumber with uh, human I elements? I think it's not so much emotional. It's just... You know, after a long day, you get home hmm. and you want, you expect, as a man, I assume you expect your wife to have dinner on the table for you when you get home after a long, long, long day of work. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not married. I don't have a job and I, I don't have a girlfriend. So I'm, uh, oh, maybe no. a bad, a, a bad test for this. Yeah. I will tell you when I go home and open the fridge and I know I have potatoes in there, I expect them to be breastless. Okay, perfect. Yeah. This is a perfect example. <laughs> sure. This is a perfect example. You get home, you're expecting a breastless potato, you yeah. open your refrigerator and you got there. A and, pair th- of and then I got two problems. One, I didn't want really? I didn't want this, right? And two, who put it here? Well, in your situation, in your situation, you've really got the problem of who put it here because it sounds like you live a very upsetting, lonely life. And I mean, I've tried all things uh, for my for my loneliness, but I've never tried this. So 
Uh, well, who, who knows? we can give you 50% off your first box. <laughs> wow. I didn't, they come in boxes. Yes. Like a monthly service. Use code LONELY50 at checkout. <laughs> That sounds terrific. Well, folks, my second guest today can reach out and touch almost any four-year-old on the planet. That didn't sound very good. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Jane Tenterswell from Food Glut LLC. Science has come a long way. Leaps and bounds have allowed us to choose our children's eye color before they're born, add an extra arm or two, or decide what they're going to major in in college. We've taken that genetic technology and used it to enhance the food products we put on your plate. Here at Food Glut LLC, we know that we have the power to change the food you're putting into your body. We've harnessed that power for good. Sure, Food Glut LLC has been blacklisted by the FDA, and sure, I've ended up in a ditch more than once with duct tape over my eyes and mouth, but that's the, what we go through to bring you quality product that we think every American man deserves. Food Glut LLC, where boobs mean breasts, but breasts mean you'll have to check the PDF. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Dr. Jane Tenterswell from Food Glut LLC, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is president of Screen Time Network, the nation's number three provider of mobile phones to children under five. In that role, she's responsible for putting cell phones in the hands of over two million minors just this year. In her spare time, she enjoys long walks on the beach with her pet llama Santos. Please welcome Destiny Chogslow. Hi, Hi. Destiny. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me. Oh, it's great to I, have you here. I feel like I never have time off to do things like this, so this is well, really yeah, you're exciting a, for me. You're a busy person. Uh, you're trying to get kids as young as two and three years old to have their own dedicated cell phones. That is my mission. Why is that your mission? What, what, where, how did that come about? Oh, that's an awesome question. I just want to, it's pretty simple. It's, I just want to, I want to talk to all of them. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I do know. It's interesting. I was looking over some of the paperwork here and you, you enter these two, three, four-year-olds into binding contracts, mm -hmm. um, binding cell phone contracts, just like adults. Mm. Um, and I, I'm seeing the, in the fine print that there is a little like paragraph here that says that you can contact them at any point. Yes, that and is true. And their parents can't get upset. Their parents can't sue you. All that When stuff. I call children just to chat, you know, it's late. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Late at night. I like to imagine that they're family. Yeah. And just. And so what happens when um, you're not family, you're the president of the cell phone company that sold the child the cell phone and past their bedtime, you call their cell phone and wake them up and talk to them. Well, how do the parents feel about this? Well, they don't know because the kids go to bed and they like sneak the phone in. Yeah. And then you know how mom or mom or dad or who, whatever the gender the parent is, they come in and the kid like, you know, shoves it under the pillow real quick and pretends to be asleep. Wow. Um, so no one knows that I do this. Mm. Um, they all know that I can. Mm -hmm. um, I have been caught one time on the phone with a kid um, in the middle of the night. And what were the repercussions for that? Um, well, for Jasper, time out. Big okay. timeout. I more was more interested in the repercussions for you, uh, but no repercussions. They signed. They signed the contract, right? That's I forgot about that. Yeah, and you know, people uh, of course uh, get up in arms because they're like, "Well, their brains are still developing." And I know you put an extra strong antenna in this thing because, in your words, oh, yeah. in your words, 
in your words, the child is lower to the ground, so it's a larger, just a longer distance to the cell phone tower. But that just creates more radiation in the cell phone, right? And because mm. they have like these um, softer brains, yes. um, you've come under some fire because you're just putting even more radiation into their brains at a very young age. Uh, how do you defend yourself on, on that count? And I'll just give you one word: resiliency. Mm. Yeah. Every have you noticed that every generation just gets stronger and stronger? Do they? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, look physically, at, emotionally. Look at our kids today. We're editing their eye color. We're giving them three arms. I don't. Uh, yes, uh, that's possible. That's mm. what I've heard recently. I mean, the generation before that, it was like, go to the gym, make yourself mm. bigger, make yourself better. Sure. But now we can just like add whatever we want. Yeah. Um, and so part wow. of that is introducing. Think of it like a vaccine. Yeah. It's like you're giving them something to fight. That's kind of benign. Like they're not gonna die tomorrow. Right. From having a cell phone. Right. Right. But they have to fight back. Yeah. It's and interesting. They do. I mean, your your interpretation of human evolution is fascinating to me. Um, and uh, I guess you're right. I guess uh, you know, after ten or fifteen or twenty generations, maybe human beings will be. You know, radiation will make them stronger. That's what my dad told me. Wow. Um, if you don't mind me asking, it seems like I. Uh, when I looked at all your credentials and you have this multi-million dollar cell phone company, uh, very, very successful, it was surprising to me when I saw you because, if you don't mind me saying, you seem very young for a president of a company like this. Thank you. Yeah, I so, am. Uh, I'm 12. Okay. <laughs> so, th so this is answering a lot of questions that I had right away, um, which, um, so it's less of a adult calling a child in the middle of the night situation and more of a kid sister calling a little, you know, a little sibling. You wouldn't say that I'm mature for my age? You are mature for your age, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, we got this far into the interview before I even asked, so... Um, <laughs> I look 30. That's what... Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, and when I say you look young, I... Mm. Uh, okay, I'll what rephrase. You, you have this like very mature kind of like I own a company kind of vibe going on. Mm. You look kind of mature, but then also it seems like your priorities are more aligned with that of a child who just wants to be able to pick up the phone and call every other child on earth. Right. Which seems like a, a little bit of, like, a, like a child's fantasy. I just feel like it would be your fantasy if you could. <laughs> OK. And even that sort of I mean, I hate to say the word petulant, but like even that kind of um, nana na goo goo kind of um, kind Are of you defense. Me? defense. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, that wouldn't be, if you gave me, you know, a million dollars, whatever, I don't know that my first response would be, let me kill, let me like be able to call every child on earth, you know? Um, so I love that you are getting to live your dream and that, that that's your dream. Um, Thanks. Cause I, yeah. I love it too. You had, you had mentioned before that you know, we can uh, edit people's eye colors and we can add three limbs and stuff. And I want to bring in our first guest again, Dr. Tenterswell, and, uh, and ask what your response is to this whole thing. Do you have any thoughts on, uh, on, on this 12 going on 30 uh, CEO and uh, giving kids all over the world these uh, cell phones? Yes, yes. I, I, Destiny, I think what you're doing is very brave. Um, Dean, I don't get to talk to children a lot. Um, I have uh, a restraining order against all of them. You have one against all of them? They yes. told me that. This I knew is, that. So they told me that. Literally the exact opposite of what... Uh, of what Destiny is doing. Yes, but this is part of why uh, you didn't realize she was 12 when we started this interview because mm. uh, I I got my period, you guys. Oh. R right now? Oh. Just right now. Yes. Do you, need, do you need something? No, I can handle it. I'm the president <laughs> of a very successful company. Okay, yeah. 
I don't think uh, that's how it works, though. I think you're going to need to do something. Otherwise, well. Yeah, no, I know. Guys, I'm sorry this man is trying to explain to you what you need to do on oh. your Thank you sweetie. so much. Like, how embarrassing is this? Uh, I'm feeling less and less necessary to this interview. Uh, I do want to ask you both about your, your your hobbies before I let you go. Sure. So, uh, uh, Dr. Tenterswell, your hobby was um, uh, rollerblading on mountain bike trails around your house. Sure, sure, sure. And what, what, what gives you uh, joy out of that uh, particular uh, Just, you know, fresh air, enjoying nature, yeah. spending time with my family. Hmm. Normal, normal You've things. talked about your son several times, but only in the context of uh, the internet is free, your home should be open all the time. Um, do you have a relationship beyond uh, open source? No, 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 no. no. So Thank he did, you for he, asking, though. <laughs> uh, is, does the restraining order extend against your own son? My restraining order does extend against my old son. Wow. He wow. told me that. Your old son? Very <laughs> old? He's old. Okay. He's a big boy. Okay. And uh, he, You said old almost as if he were your former son, like my old son. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Well, let's not get into the nitty gritty of it, Dean. Uh, okay, when I say my family, check yeah. the PDF, see what that's a euphemism for. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, oh, I see now I'm uh, translating. I, again, I'm not going to say it out loud, but... Please don't. You do not have a family um, or a son. Those are euphemisms for other things. Tell me, Destiny, about your pet llama Santos before we go, please. What do you want to know? Uh, He's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It, it says here that you take long walks on the beach with him. I do. Yeah. I, uh, I ride him. You, oh, so it's so less of a walk and more of a, a ride. A canter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and what do you enjoy about that particular? Um, he smells good. Um, uh, he has great. He has a great antenna. He's got great service. Um, okay. Okay. So did by any chance did you purchase this llama from Dr. Jane's lab? Is that why there's an antenna inside of him? I don't have to you answer that. You don't have to answer that. Okay. I don't have to. Um. Okay. Um. I don't mean to be rude, but I, um, you're ruining my carpet. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the show for this week, everybody. Dr. Jane Tenterswell was played by Maddie Hyams. Maddie is a stand-up comedian and writer. She co-hosts the stand-up open mic Fleetwood Mike at Fred 62 in Los Angeles. And she also co-hosts the podcast OK Fine What? Destiny Chogslow was played by Lucy Haney an incredibly funny improviser and sketch comedian based in Vermont. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. You can follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram and TikTok and visit the website at thecorporationpod.com. Please subscribe, review, and tell one friend about this podcast. I really am trying to get it out there. And hey, if you're in the Burlington area, I hope you'll check out a show at Vermont Comedy Club and say hi. See you next week, everybody. Everybody.